Good morning, everybody. My name is Hannah. I'm part of the staff team here at ABC, and it is my pleasure to be talking to you all this morning. Now, I am absolutely loving these videos that we're starting our sevens with this series. They are brilliant, aren't they? I wonder whether you know who you are kind of in those scenarios. Are you the optimist? Are you the pessimist? Are you the realist? I know that the weather is a great example of where people can be either really optimistic or really pessimistic, and sometimes there isn't much in between. I wonder whether you have ever been caught in a storm, much like our kids have wonderfully shown us this morning, whether you've been caught in a storm, expected or unexpected. A couple of years ago, my family on my dad's side had a massive family get-together. Now, the day's weather report predicted glorious sunshine with a random hour of rain or so in the middle. Now, let's be serious, pretty typical British weather. So we're getting ready for the day, and I ask my mum whether I should wear shorts or jeans, to which she answers, wear shorts, because when it stops raining, skin dries quicker than water. So I put on my shorts, solid advice. Or it would have been if it had stopped raining that afternoon. What happened in reality was it soaked, we were cold and soaked through, scrambling to find enough cover for everyone in the family. I've actually got some photos. It looked a little something like this, including using a picnic blanket as rain cover because we really weren't prepared. Now, we did eventually dry off and our storm, probably more of a downpour, passed. But what about when storms hit in our lives? Maybe some more mental storms. There are quite a lot of storms that we've faced collectively. A pandemic, for example, I wonder whether you can think of any other examples. Perhaps, right now, you're thinking of a more personal storm, something you're going through right now, a hard loss you've experienced, maybe a job loss or a mental health struggle. I mean, the list can go on and on. A storm that's thrown everything up in the air. But how do we deal with these unavoidable storms that hit our lives? How do we try and find calm in the midst of them? Is it a case of waiting? for them to pass and hoping that the damage won't be permanent? Or can we find calm in the middle of them? Now, we're not the only people to have experienced storms, both literally and mentally, and Grace and the kids have already done an amazing job of telling us our story for today. But I'm gonna look a little bit deeper into this story. And as we read through, we'll see how the disciples react to the storm and how Jesus reacts to the storm. Now, there are multiple accounts of this story, and they, are, they say nearly exactly the same thing. Everybody is telling the same story, but today I'm going to use Mark's account of the story. Now, Mark was close friends with Peter, who was one of Jesus' disciples, and while Peter would share Jesus, stories of his experiences with Jesus, Mark would write them down, and this is one of those stories that Mark has taken note of. And it's after a long day, Jesus and his disciples are by the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus suggests a boat journey. And you can follow along either on the screen, or if you've got a Bible with you, or a Bible app, you can use um, that too to follow along. But I'm just going to read it from here for now. So it says, That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, at least four of the disciples were fishermen, so they were incredibly familiar with a storm. It was something they would have regularly faced while out fishing. So to spook every single disciple in that boat is quite a feat. The storm must have been raging, completely 
overwhelming and terrifying. And quite understandably, the disciples wake Jesus up and care if they even ask if he even cares if they drown. Now, imagine you're in the middle of that boat, going up and down waves so tall they crash over the top of your head and nearly sink the ship. You look at the person on the boat who you've seen heal the sick and raise people from the dead to see him fast asleep on a cushion, completely undisturbed by the storm. The person who is meant to be able to save you here is fast asleep. And maybe you feel like this isn't something you need to imagine. Maybe you're thinking, right now, I am in a storm. The world is crashing down around me. The waves are bigger than anything I've ever seen. And where's Jesus in the mess? Where is the one person who is meant to be able to save me? Why are you asleep right now? Do you not care if I drown? But Jesus does care. And he proves this in the next part of the story where he wakes up. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Jesus stepped in. With three words, he calms the storm that was raging around them in an instant. But once the storm's dealt with, he turns to the disciples and questions, why are you so fearful? How is it you have no faith? Now, the definition of faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Faith in God is trusting in him completely, even when we can't see him or feel him working. It's actually what our kids have been talking about this past month. And they have a slide that I've chosen to use that is, describes this perfectly. And this is it. it. says, faith, trusting what you can't see because of what you can see. Now, the disciples should have had it easy to have faith in Jesus. They've travelled with him for a while and watched him perform miracles. They could literally see the things that Jesus has done. They had seen him fix things like this before. But in the moment... They thought he didn't care. They thought the storm was too big for him to handle. I mean, he, sure, he's healed the blind and paralysed, and he's done so many miracles in front of us, but to control the weather, now that's probably just a step too far. Those who had seen some of the most incredible miracles still struggled to trust that Jesus had them covered. If they stumbled in their faith, so will we. But how do we hold on to that trust, that faith? We do just as we have been teaching the kids. We trust because of what we can see. We trust because of past experiences where God has pulled us through to the other side of the storm. Now, this is probably going to be easier for people who call themselves Christians because we have examples to fall back on. But maybe you're listening to me and thinking, well, I have no examples. There's nothing I can fall back on. Or maybe you're thinking, well, I've been through storms before and sure, God's helped, but this is way bigger than anything I've ever been through before. Am I sure he can help me through this? I think there are two great ways of growing your faith outside of your own personal experiences. And the first one is stories from the Bible. Time and time again, God has shown that he is trustworthy. From the very beginning of the Bible, he keeps his promise to Abraham and his wife, Sarah, in the book of Genesis who at old age were promised a child. And even though it took a while, he pulled through and they had their son Isaac. All the way through to Jesus' own death by crucifixion and resurrection, which he predicted and foretold. 
The Bible is an amazing record of things that God has done. If you need to hear stories of people who felt broken and hurt, pulled out of darkness, the Bible is the place to go. And if there's one story I recommend you look at out of this talk, it's the story of Joseph. Now, you may have already heard this story through the musical or maybe another way, but I do think it's a truly incredible example of God working in the darkness and through Joseph's faith. There's an amazing outcome, and if you are looking for that story, it's in Genesis, which is the first book in the Bible. It's chapters 37 to 50, and I definitely recommend you have a read through that. The second way I recommend you grow your faith through other people or through, without your own experience sorry, is talking to others. It might be that the Bible feels a little bit unbelievable to you. All these miracles are amazing, but I mean, come on, how true can they be? And that's up for you to decide and definitely read through. But if that's where you sit, I really recommend talking to the people around you. Maybe there's someone who's invited you to come today or to watch online. Why don't you have a conversation with them? Have a talk. Ask about what their experience with God has been like. Maybe it's even your story that needs to be told to your friends and family. Your journey can be just as powerful of a story for someone to hear. I do want to be clear, however, in this story, Jesus calms the storm. He brings the chaos to a stop. And in our situations, it's unlikely that everything will come to a stop. Your storm may not be calmed in the way you want or expect it to be. And it may be that God doesn't even touch the storm at all. He calms you instead. Every situation is going to be handled differently. But imagine when, inevitably, a storm hits you. You're steadfast and strong. You are the calm in the midst of the chaos. And believe me, I know this is easier said than done. If you ask anyone who knows me, they will tell you quite quickly that I flap. I panic, and when I panic, I panic hard. But I hold on to God, because I know he's got me. He's done it before, and I know he's going to do it again. And even when it feels like Jesus is asleep in the boat, he is working and he is for you. God does have a plan, and the storms are part of it. They act as a learning experience, experiences that we can use to grow our faith. God doesn't necessarily put the storms there, but he uses them to help us grow. And as we grow, we can trust God when the storm hits and find that calm. So I invite you, read the Bible, talk to the people around you, maybe even share your story. Grow your faith in the midst of the storm. Now, I've written a prayer for today that I'm going to pray now, but it will go up on social media later on, and I recommend you have a look over the week, maybe pray it again, so that when you are in the midst of a storm, you remember that you can have faith and trust. So I'm going to pray, and then Doug and the band are going to lead us in some worship. Dear Lord, I thank you that you are always with me in the storm. Even when it feels like you are asleep, help me to remember to hold my trust in you. You are always working for me and not against me. Help me to remain calm in the storm. Amen.